We are excited this week. We have got Travis Clark himself in the house. We are going to talk about competition barbecue, a few ways to do some recipe tweaking, and the new restaurant he's about to open. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turned Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. Um, we are going to have a guest today that is very well-rounded. He has everything you can imagine as far as accolades for cooking, and he's fixing to dive off into the barbecue world. He's done lots of catering, and we knows he knows what he's doing. Everybody, welcome Travis Clark from Clark Crew Barbecue. Travis, say something for us. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Hey, you bet, bud. Hey, like, like I said, everybody in the competition world knows you for, oh my gosh, let's just be real. You've kicked tail in for a long time. Give us a little rundown of your um, barbecue career. You know, uh, I got started uh, in 2012, you know, went through the Royal and decided this was something I wanted to, to get into. You know, it looked like a lot of fun, looked like something we could get our whole family involved in doing. And I thought, I thought we could be good at it. You know, I'd always, always cooked and always grilled. So I, I wanted to take a stab at it. I kind of got a little more serious than about 10 competitions in, in 2013. Uh, we won, we won one that year and got us into the Royal and, and we ended up reserving that Royal and kind of, kind of felt like we had the spotlight on. So we took a perfect score and brisket and reserved the Royal open for the so, first, for the first year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My first year I did it. You know, that was my 10th contest, you know, so I, I felt like, you know, I was on cloud nine. We came out 2014, it kind of felt like everybody was going to have their eyes on us, wondering who we were after that. We ended up going out and cooking 19 contests that year, and we won, I think it was, I think we won seven and reserved six, or reserved five, something like that. Just an unbelievable year. You know, wound up uh, seventh in the country on 19 cooks. And uh, then I wanted to take it up another notch. I know me and you had that talk, and I said, you know, I want to. I want to get after it, you know, and trying to see what we could do. So we chased it hard that year and called it what we were going for team of the year and got lucky enough to win it in 2015 and then uh, had a little knee surgery. So we kind of took a little bit of time off in 2016, wound up fifth in the country. And then I wanted to hit it hard again, and we did it in 17. And then we won team of the year again that year and uh, maxed out the point system and everything, won brisket team of the year, grip team of the year. We also won the Royal that year. And then – 2018 you know we cooked some kind of backed off a little because of this new venture and then 2019 we've kind of backed off even more you know we're kind of kind of slowing down but as far as you know career-wise I, I, it's so much more than i ever dreamed it could be you know by winning the royal winning team of the year winning the jack it's just been an unbelievable career for me that i'm just super happy with what he's talking about folks when he says the jack um that's our kind of a a uh, short phrase for the world championship. So that's what he's talking about. Um, Something you know a lot about too. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, but let's get back to interviewing you. <laughs> uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what makes Travis Clark, Travis Clark, as far as before 2012, what'd you do, bud? You know, I, uh, I got thrown out of high school when I was 16, you know, grew up on a farm. You know, I, uh, got thrown out of high school when I was 16. I became an electrician. I, uh, was, became an electrician, did that for a, did it for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's pretty much all I did. Had, had my own business. I worked for a couple other companies. 
that that's what I've known. Gas plants are what brought me to Oklahoma. You know, I was born in Southwest Kansas. Uh, the gas plant industry is what brought me down here. So I got, I got into that super great career, you know, learning a trade. That was a amazing industry. Meet a lot of people and I absolutely loved it. And when it got down to it here, uh, last year in 2018, it was one of those, it was time to decide, you know, is it going to be keep being a gas plant and doing barbecue or are we going to try barbecue full time? And, you know, we, uh, decided to bite the bullet and do it, but you know, just a, just a small town kid, Dave. I mean, I, I came from a town, of, you know, 1800 people, you know, and it, it's the dream come true here anymore. That's awesome. That That's what it's all about. You, you can say the American dream, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's just following a passion for what it is. And if yeah, cooking is hard, a lot of hard work is what it takes. You know, that's, you know, as well as I do, that's just one of the things that you, you want to be successful with anything. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to do that. And that's just something I've always loved to do. If I thought if somebody could do it, I always thought I could do it better, you know, and I, just been my mentality on anything I've ever done, whether that's whether that's true or not. But that's the way I've always looked at everything I've ever done. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember. I think it was the first contest, and it might have been Great. I don't mean sorry. I don't mean Great Bend. Um, Dodge City. I think that might have been first time I can say, "Oh, that's Clark Crew." You know what I'm saying? I think that's where it was. I'm not 100% sure. I think you had your Jambo then um, cooking on the side street there. Is that right? Uh, Could be. Uh, It could be. I can't remember. You know, the first time, maybe second time I cooked Dodge City is when uh, that that was the year that uh, they said that I won it. And then when we did the scores, they, uh, you know, my hometown, I did all the interviews for local paper. And then when they did the score, that's when they factored in that sirloin category. And you ended up winning it. That's why yeah. that sticks in my mind. No, yeah. not really. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did all the interviews. I had to call them all. I said, "Don't publish that." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, contest be known. Okay. Quick question about contest. Okay. Here's. Yeah. I, it's really about the only thing I'm just curious about. Um, you're very well known for being meticulous. If those that know don't know Travis, he is very well known for being meticulous. If it's everything from the cleanliness of his truck, it's all the way down to when and how and why and what. All of that about his competition cook. I've got one question, one question only, and then it's going to spur off into a couple more. But at what point? during the cooking year, let's just say you're chicken. Let's say it's quit hitting. It's not, it's not getting the scores you want it to get. At what point do you say I need to revamp this? Um, have you tasted other people's food and you're like, that's nowhere near mine. And you've seen them hitting six, eight, 10 times. At, when, when do you say enough's enough? If I, if I think that I've cooked it well and I've done a good job of cooking it and I think I'm hitting my marks and it's just not scoring, I'll give it five contests. Five. Is I'll there give a it reason five for contests. that? And I'll just sit there in the back of my mind and say, you know, and if I think that I truly hit my marks, you know, I cooked it right for what I think it was, I did a good job, and if it's not hitting, I'll give it five. I'll never make a change off of one thing. I'll give it five times. And, and then I probably held on to a couple of them a little longer than that, but that's what I've always told myself in my head. You know, I'm going to run what run me. I'm going to give it five times. If something's in there, I'll make a little change. And if I make a change, it's super, super small. Okay. You know, but I, but I will, I will make a change if needed. Well, 
That's that's folks. That's getting into the way he thinks, not the whys and how come. That's the way a true pitmaster thinks. Now, spurring off of that question, do you test cook at a contest? Let's say you let's say you decided to do this. Do you test cook at a contest? Do you do it at the house? Um, tell tell us tell us about that. What do you think? So the way I, the way I've always done it is is probably a little different than most. I test cook at a contest. I don't ever cook at home. I never do competition because the way I look at it, if I'm not cooking on my jambo, running the same timeline and everything I'm doing with, with pork butts back here in the back, you know, changing my airflow, if I just wanted to practice chicken and it was sitting in there, it's not like it's really going to be cooked in my jambo. You know, my airflow would be different. If I was, if I was cooking on a drum and, and I had a drum that was for butts and a, and a drum that was for brisket and chicken, I think you could practice that. But me using one pit, doing everything that way. If you're not cooking all four meats, I never, I don't think I'm giving it a fair shake. So the way I would do that at a contest is if I wanted to try something different on brisket, I cook two briskets. I do one the same way I always done. And then I would do a test one and I'd try them side by side. I'd do that on pork. You know, if I cook four butts, I may uh, just try something on one and then do the other three. Like I've always done. Same thing on ribs. I can cook five racks of ribs on my jambo and it takes up the same amount of space as I would four. That's where my ribs go. So if I want to try that, I may do one or two racks of ribs, something new, and, and then use my old one. And that's how I've always done that. And when I cook chicken, I cook, you know, eight pieces of chicken in one pan. I cook two pans. That gives me 16 pieces of chicken. I would do the same there. I may do one this way and one that. And all of 2018, I would test cook something part of 2017 and part of 2018 and most of 2019 developing my own products, you know, so I, I, I truly ran them at contests just nonstop all the time. I always run what, what, what made me successful, but I always tried it. And if, and if I got it right, I'd, I'd turn it in, you know, I made notes of when I did it and what I did, you know, it was just something how I looked at doing it, giving it a fair shake the way I thought a true cook should be. If I was cooking just ribs at home on my pit, it wouldn't be the same without briskets right next to it and chicken next to that. And then pork back there, my airflow is just different. So I always look at that. I'm not doing a true practice cook if I'm not really doing it. I agree 100%. I think that is a great way to to do a test cook. I test cook at the house. I test cook at a contest. But the way you described it, I think, is about as foolproof as it can get. Um, yeah. When you let's just like I said, let's say chicken, let's blow it out of the water. Um, do you start completely over, or do you do like you said, small tweaks? Um, when you wholesale change, do you start back with your protein and go forward, or have you already tasted some others and got an idea of where you want to go, and so you only playing and trying that right there? You know, I, I have. You know, when when all these people, let's say brisket, when all these guys were making these changes, going different briskets, I, I cooked them and tried them. And, uh, you know, when you did, you know, you'd try one and you'd sit there and you'd think, yeah, dang, that's good. You know, but then when you would sit there and try that side by side with the other one, you know, what, what did you really like better about it? And I think as a comp cook, you like it because it's different. I think you get very tired of your own food. You know, uh, you know, I get so tired. Hold on, of my hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Folks, yeah. did you catch that? That is exactly where I was hoping you would go. We get yeah. so tied up in our own food that we sometimes can't be truthful with ourselves. That's the first thing you got to be you know, is and, truthful. And that's what you have to. 
you have to look at that. You have to think, you know, nothing I cook, and I'm sure you're the same way. Very little of my food do I competition cook do I love. And, and honestly, I've never really loved a lot of it. it I mean, I, I like a smokier brisket. You know, I, I like a super fatty brisket. You know, I like that on there. You you can't turn that in. It doesn't win. You have to turn in what wins. Yeah. And more times than not, that's not the food that I love. You know, I, I cook my competition brisket, and I give it to people, and they just go, man, geez, that's unbelievable. And it'll win. I mean, you know, it'll pop a 180 all, all the time. It, it always scores good. But I don't love it, but that doesn't matter. You know, what we do on the weekends for that, that's not pleasing the public. That That's pleasing six people at a table. And more times than not, cooked right is what pleases them, not necessarily a flavor. You're absolutely right there. Well, I told you, I promised you only one comp question, so we're going to get out of that. <laughs> um, you did mention um, that you played with your own rubs and stuff. So in a timeline like we started with, you had said uh, that you got your own rubs. Tell us about that. Tell us about your rubs and sauces. You know, my my sauces and rubs have been a long time coming. I've been working on them for a few years. And I think the curse of me is I'm just never happy with anything. I mean, I, I my sauce, I've done it forever and ever and ever. My competition sauce is pretty much a, a mixture. We've won the Jack Daniels World Championship sauce down there with it, and I still wasn't happy with it. You know, and I, I just kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking until I we just had everything how I wanted it, and we released our sauces. The rubs, I've I've been working on those for hard for a couple of years. And, I mean, I've ran them at con- every single contest for, for a couple of years now, just trying them. And now we're and now when I started being able to use them and we started popping off our last three wins in a row and using them nonstop, and I was like, you know, I like them. And then when I could turn around and cook those things here in my restaurant and go, man, I love them here. Whenever I could eat them and I liked it and they were scoring, I was finally happy. Oh, cool. You know, they're, they're, it's taken a long, lot longer than what I thought. You know, you don't – I didn't – I don't think I had quite the appreciation for people that did have their own products and that many of them. I didn't really understand how hard they worked on them, you know, and it's that's it's a lot of work. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Did, did you um, – l- let's start with your rubs. Uh, when you was doing your rubs, did you just sit around the house with a bunch of salt, pepper, and – um, paprika. Oh, Tell oh, us about Dave, a little I bit bought, about your process. I, I bought so much. I would hate to put a dollar amount in fear of my wife would actually listen to this uh, of how much I spent on, on seasonings to make my own. I bought so many kinds of pepper, anything from fresh cracked pepper to, to bringing in whole, whole peppercorns and, and cracking them myself and so many different kinds of sugars. I mean, thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And I'd mix it up myself, and I'd get close, and then I would send to someone to have them do a test batch for me. And I'd get it back, and I was like, you know what? Here, try mine, and you know, mine has this, and that one doesn't. There were so many different steps to that, so many different sizes of granules. You know, I mean, I've got all these scales and sifters and peppercorn crackers. I, I, I don't even know how to put an amount of hours into it and how much time I've spent. I, I bought a 10-gallon steam kettle to make my sauces, and I bet I threw away 500 gallons out of that thing. Just <laughs> didn't like it i mean so much time and work probably probably too much time and work you know everyone told me it was great i just i just wasn't happy with it when you said that you bought all these rubs i'm sorry spices and and all that when you were making your rubs did you ever ask them for what they've already got and then try to morph your recipe a little bit into the flavors to get what you wanted I reached out to a lot of people 
you know, I know I talked to you about it. I talked to Cosmo. I talked to a lot of people about it and, and got tips from everybody, you know, you know, of a product maybe you should try. And we did it. And then when I started reaching out to, uh, to, to the rub manufacturers to make it, you know, when you talk to them, but then they would have it. And they're like, well, what you're doing, you know, may not be the best because when you do a big batch, it leads to this, you know. So then I had to make some changes. But, you know, I think they were super excited at how far I'd went into it. Because they said, you know, a lot of people would just go to them and be like, "Hey, I, you know, I want a, I want a sweet and spicy rub that that does this and this," and and they'll make it. Well, I didn't know that. I, I made that stuff hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of it in Ziploc bags and gave it to my friends and let them try it and took feedback from so many people. That's crazy. I never did see any come in the mailbox. Okay, keep going. Well, I, you beat me like a drum anyway, so I don't want to give you. <laughs> but it, it, it was just so much that involved, a lot more involved than I thought it would be. You know the the products that I that I were easier than I than I thought would be like uh, my mustard. I got a stone ground mustard. It's just it's probably my favorite product that I have. I mean I, I I'll eat a half a jar a week of it. I love this stuff. And it took me three batches and I was done with it. I was like, man, that's perfect. All right. It was all right. you know when when I made <laughs> probably a hundred batches of my competition sauce. Okay, mustard. That's that's not a barbecue spice or sauce. What do you plan on doing with that? Is it retail? You know, we're gonna. That's the, yeah, we're gonna retail it. And that's gonna be the only mustard in my restaurant. Okay. Be the only one. We, you know, see, it's a it's a stone ground mustard. It's just a really great mustard. You know, we're not gonna have just your Heinz Heinz mustard. That's it's gonna be ours. Okay. Something different. Following your yeah, timeline. I, I can take that competition brisket, slather that on there, man. I'll I'll eat it up. <laughs> competition timeline. Um, lifetime line, we're going into barbecue. You've got, uh, your competitions are rolling along. You've got a good profession. You've won the American Royal. You've been given a life opportunity to go to work for a great company that is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, are they worldwide or are they just, or are they based no, in the United States? Yeah, they're, no, they're worldwide. Okay. You know, so after, how that happened, after 2017, uh, we won the American Royal. I spoke with Dave Anderson. He, uh, Dave Anderson, the famous Dave's, which he uh, he actually got elected in the Hall of Fame that year. It's kind of the perfect storm, you know. Then we ended up winning that thing, and he came over, and, and we were sitting right up front there by them all because uh, our sponsor Jeff Staney got elected in also. So we happened to be sitting up front. He came over and was like, "Hey, are you still teaching classes?" I said, "Yes, I am." He's like, "I'd love to come to one." So he came to a class, brought some people with him. Then I got a phone call from the CEO of Famous Dave's and wanting to. Wanting to possibly do something together, you know. So we talked about it for a while, and they, you know, they said, "Hey, what do you think of opening a Famous Dave's?" And I said, "You know, I, I don't want to open a Famous Dave's because I want to do my own thing. You know, I, I want a Clark Crew barbecue, and, and maybe it was a Clark Crew sports bar. You know, we talked about Crew sports bar. We just wanted a, we I wanted a sports bar, do do barbecue, but but more geared towards sports. And then they came and they're like, you know, you're you're really great in barbecue. We think there's a place for it out there." You know, I want to be a, I hate saying higher end, you know, I want to be a different barbecue joint than a lot. You know, I wanted to have an experience and we talking with them, we, we took this and we made it grow into what I wanted and we partnered together on it. You know, they, they have a 20% stake in this restaurant. I have 80% and it's a, you know, it's a partnership, but I've allowed to learn from a company, you know, and and that's almost priceless. You know, you see, you see the things that they do good. You see the things that, that I wouldn't say bad, but the things that I don't want to do, yeah. the things that I want to do different, you know, and, and they've embraced that. They're like, you know, it needs to be what you want. But I'll tell you right now, they got 100 and 
40 or some restaurants worldwide, they know how to do a lot of things very, very good and probably better than most. Yeah. You know, um, I, and I wanted to change certain things and they, and they understood that, you know, the difference, you know, I, I wanted to cook a more traditional brisket. I'm cooking a snake river farms, Wagyu brisket in a restaurant. That's, that's not really very heard of, you know, there's just some things I'm going to do different, but taking a lot of the things that they do good and, and putting that together, rolling it all up into, in what we have as a car crew barbecue that, Really, as I walk through it, I don't know anybody else that has a restaurant like this. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you're rolling down the road, you're working for them. Um, I know for a good year, year and a half, you flew in, flew out, flew here, flew there, oh, yeah. drove yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You hotel living it. Oh, yeah. When you was going to these different restaurants um, and you were doing your job, you was doing what they asked, yep. you was helping them out on their cooking process, yep. or whatever it was. I, I, I don't yeah. want to get into your actual job title or what you no, did. No, no, I mean, and, and I'll tell you, what a lot of that was is it, we focused about a year on brisket. You know, how to improve company the yield and how to quality. Company-wide, you was focusing on it? Is yeah, company-wide. Okay, okay. I, I think we represented almost all their markets. You know, we, we, we would go to, let's just say Denver, and they'd pull all their six and seven stores together, and we host like a two-day class at, at that store, but all the managers from the other ones would come there. We hit all these different markets, and you know, and, and Famous Dave's they really were wanting to improve on, on anything that they could, you know, which is which is something to see out of a company. This is their 25th year anniversary, you know. They wanted to work on this, so we work on it. anything that was that they wanted to work on. If there was something I could add to it, we, we tried to do that. You know, we went around, and I mean, they invested a lot in, in making it better. And I mean, just the year and a half that I've been with them doing it, it's unbelievable. The, the, the change in quality of food that you've seen, you know, and a lot of it is truthfully just getting back to the roots of, of what they used to be, you know, back, back when Dave started it, what it was. And then they just kind of morphed into easier ways and people, you know, just slacked off. A lot of it was just getting back to what it started. You know, you take what it used to be, take those flavors and mix it with a, maybe a couple new processes I want. And I mean, if it's done right, it's, it's some of the best food out there. You know, two things I took out of that little, uh, phrase right there is uh, Dave um, to us it'd be Mr. Anderson and yep. then the other was the whole message that you were given is 25 years in the business and not only did they recognize but they were open to we have to change you know what I'm saying yeah that's you that's know large. And, and I was I was I was proud that, that, you know, that at the time, you know, I'd only been in this five years, you know, to, to have a company that's been around 25 years, reach out to a guy that's only been cooking barbecue for five years. But, you know, honestly, they just seen that side of me that, that some of my close friends and you understand that I just look at things different, yeah. you know, good or bad. I look at things different. I have a very good eye for detail. I can, I can see people post a piece of meat on on social media and say that's not cut right i mean you can just see it i know what it looks like i can see it and maybe nobody else does and you think how do you how do you not see that you know and i mean people are like no it looks right and it's like it's not even close you know i just have an eye for detail that that is good and bad you know that could yeah. sometimes it's a curse you no know, but it but i but that, that going into their restaurants has helped me a lot and i'm from taking what i have learned from them and then the other things that i can do i mean it's it's been a great partnership it really has well, with that in mind, uh, I'm not going to say anal, but your um, attention yeah. to detail, let's call it. Yeah. 
Let's yeah. say you're traveling around the country. You've had a year and a half. You've had this in your back pocket of wanting to open your own restaurant. What did you do? Did you, when you went into one of the restaurants or say a, uh, another restaurant in the area that wasn't a famous Dave's, what did, did you take a pen and paper? Did you make notes? Did you make notes in your phone? What made you pick and pull certain things out of other restaurants or catering kitchens to say, I want to use that in mine. I want you to know, do that. I, I think a lot of it, you know, I've really this last two years, I mean, I, and really probably started in 2015 when I really started chasing team of the year and traveling, you, you know what it's like when you, I, I cook in, you know, 17, 18 different States of the year. I'd always try to hit a friend's place or, or a great restaurant that somebody would recommend. So you hit a lot of places. Yeah. So I'd always see those and you'd take pictures like, Oh my God, that's awesome. You know, you'd see that and you'd think, Oh man, that's genius. You'd take a picture of that or you'd think about it. And I've just done that enough times in so many places that you see things and you're like, I, if I had ever had a place, I'd do that. For instance, like in my restaurant, I put this ice rail bar in there. I seen that in Las Vegas in 2010 when I was out there watching the Packers and Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When I was, Packers when and we, Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Was, anyway, that's for time. another podcast. Yeah. We were we were watching it out there in a bar, and we had went to another restaurant out there. This Russian ice bar they had out there, and it had an ice rail. And I told Kim, I was like, I am going to put one of those in my house. You know, I, <laughs> I don't even drink, but I was going to have one in my house. You know, I was like, that is awesome. And then as I was going to do a sports bar, I was like, I'm going to have one of those in my sports bar. And as it came into the restaurant, I said, I'm going to have it in here, and I have it. So I mean, it's just been for a long, long time of things that you'd see. And you liked them. And I mean, down to my chairs, down to everything in here, most of it has been inspired by something somewhere or something that I've seen. The attention to yeah. detail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, and, and I, it, it, people walk in here now, I mean, we're, we're a couple of weeks from open and they walk in here and they just think, oh my God, and I'll show you a thousand things I don't like. But I mean, that's just me. I'll never, ever be happy with it ever. Yeah. And that's just me. Okay. Here's a, question that i really don't believe you would have thought would have been on this but here we go <laughs> present day you just stated we're not too far from your opening um i don't know if that's announced or whatever but present we'll day. announce it here okay oh, oh, opening day will be december 9th catch that december 9th everybody needs to travel to oklahoma city clark crew barbecue we're going to do a friends and family VIP night and stuff uh, the Friday and Saturday before. We'll do our inventory on Sunday the 8th, and, and we're opening December 9th. That's a Monday. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. We're in Oklahoma City. You live in Yukon. It's a suburb of Oklahoma City. Heck, you don't know when you're in one and out the other. You've yep. traveled the country. You've seen tons of city. You've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad barbecue. Why Oklahoma City? You know, there's a lot more cities out there with a lot more um, money, let's call it. Why yep. Oklahoma yep. City? Well, you know, I would have probably never moved to Oklahoma City. You know, the gas plant brought me down here. I had I, I could only live so far from the gas plant. Yukon was kind of the outer limits of that. We Where we live, where Yukon, the kids go to Mustang schools, we, we liked the area we moved to. Then, you know, we've kind of just got used to the bigger, living the bigger city life, you know. I, I mean, I kind of liked it. And and as I looked around, you know, and we started to want to do those bars. I mean, Oklahoma City has a lot of barbecue, and I think people down here really love their barbecue. 
that being said, I thought there was a need for the style of barbecue that, that I'm going to cook. That you had in your you know, head. It's different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally. You know, what I'm going to do is different. I've had people from other restaurants down here walk in. They're like, oh, you're going to put us out of business. And that is absolutely not my intent at all. I want, I want, I want us to make barbecue bigger, you know, like Kansas city and Austin have, I want us all to be that way. You know, I mean, I think what Levi's done over at his stand, what I'm doing, what Joe Bob's is doing out of a food trailer. I mean, I think we're elevating the game of barbecue and with, with the intent to not put anybody out of business. That's not my intent at all. I want more people to go there and I, and my style of food is not going to be for everybody. It's not going to be the cheapest, you know, it's going to be different. I mean, everything about what I'm doing is different. Yeah. You know, we're, we're cooking on offset pits, cooking Wagyu briskets, wrapping them, butcher paper. There's a need for that here. I, I feel that there is, I could well, be dead wrong. We both but, know, you know that, I, I, we both know that we can bring more people from outside in to eat than the ones in your own backyard. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I, what we're trying to do is I'm trying to do something that, that I don't think this town has and it's different. It's not going to be for everybody. And I understand that. You know, uh, it, you know, it's, you see that and, and I get it, but I think that, you know, I think that what I'm going to try to do is something different that I really hope people are going to love. I'm trying to bring an experience and something different, you know, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Did you do any catering before all this? Um, tell us if you did tell us a little I, bit about what I, you learned and did I, from that. You know, we did some catering. It was, if we did catering, we, we did more higher end i wasn't into the eight dollar a plate thing if i was gonna do it you know we'd go cook prime rib or ribeyes and we was very selective and didn't do a lot of it because before this I, you know like i said i had that full-time job and i guess i just didn't have time you know but we would we would do certain ones you know if it came up and it was something special for somebody i i did more free cooking for for benefits and cancer deals and things like that than i did catering i, I would turn down a catering that paid and, and and then I would go cook leftover competition meat, you know, that, that my cold meat, I'd go cook meat that didn't make the cut for that for free for other things. Probably not the smartest thing you ever hear in the world, but I did, I'd do 20 of those events a year and I'd cater five events. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, you got a little bit of the taste of the masses, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, marketing, you know, there's nothing can turn key and open, expect people just to show up. What sure. let's the, the number one out there, everybody knows Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Um, yes. then locally you've got the TV, you've got different things. What has Clark crew barbecue done to market, um, for this grand opening coming up? You know, uh, we haven't even announced it. That's going to get announced this week, the opening. So like I said, you're the first. I was waiting to get my inspections in because we've been just delayed on so many things on this job. And I wanted to get these inspections done last week. And we had another one this morning. And now that we've passed them, we're going to announce it. Like I said, you're, you're the first one to truly know that. Um, we haven't done a – I probably haven't done a real great job on that like I should just because we've had so many delays. I've been scared to announce it, you know, because we've – Oh, you know, we're going to open November 15th. We're going to open it. We've had so many of those that things just went wrong. But now uh, we're at the point now where we're, we're, we're practice cooking in here and stuff now. And we probably could open up the Monday of Thanksgiving. I just felt that that was kind of a messed up week. So we're going to give our people that time off with our holidays. And then we're going to uh, come back and train that next week. And we're, we're opening the night. There's no going back now. So we need to 
we need to push it a little harder now. We're going to get it announced out there, announce that date here this week, and push it. We're going to try to push it pretty hard. We're on a couple billboards. Um, we've done a little bit on Facebook. You know, not enough. But now that we know what it is, we're going to announce it. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have a team? You got a general manager, or is Travis Clark sitting there typing on a computer? Oh, oh no. I, uh, you know, I, I think I. This is another thing that I think I did smart. Is I, uh, I know I didn't know how to run a restaurant. You know, I, I hired what I feel is a great general manager. I, one of my favorite restaurants I went to, and not not necessarily the food, but it was the place. It was always the cleanest. Had pretty good food. The staff was perfect. The bathrooms were spotless. The place outside looked like a million bucks. Everything was always done right. I looked at the name on that door, and he was a guy that applied with us, and we hired him. <laughs> yeah, he hit all the bucks. He, he knew how to run a restaurant. He brought over his assistant general manager. We've hired a front-of-the-house manager that's just really blew us away. We've hired the people to, to do the positions they want. And, and, and like I told him, I said, look, I don't know how to cook good food. You know, I built a smokehouse that's probably way overkill, but when you walk through it, you're going to love it. You know, I, I built the things, and I'm going to cook that, and then, you know, I'll learn the rest of it. By the time it's done, I'm so picky. I will know every aspect of it, but I wasn't willing to, to open a $2 million restaurant and try to learn that out of the gate. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we built a team that, uh, that I'm pretty proud of. I think we've got some good people hired. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I'm excited about it, you know, but I was, I think I was one of the things I was smartest about is to know that I don't know these things. And now is not the time to try to learn it all. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. There's too much on the line. There's your, your, your own name up there. Let's be real. You yeah, got something. Yeah. You, you're going to have to pass this on down to Coop now. He, yeah. You got to make it right. And, you know, and I've told my wife and I've told you, I've told some of my close friends that I mean, the whole point of this is is the whole point of me doing this is I'm trying to build a legacy. Now, you know, when Travis Clark is done, I don't want to be known as a competition cook. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's something I'm proud of, yeah. But when you hear Clark Crew Barbecue, I want the normal people to know where Clark Crew Barbecue is and what Clark Crew Barbecue is, not just the competition team. That's such a small pool of it. Now, that being said, I would be nowhere in barbecue if it wasn't for competition. That yeah. is what has made me, I, I think I've had one of the, you know, one of the most successful careers, probably not the, but one of the most successful careers at it in a, but over that short period of time, I don't know anybody that could match that, you know, and, and, and I have to be smart enough to turn around and take that into this restaurant and say, okay, you've got your start. Now, now what do you do with it? You know, what I read into that was Travis Clark, um, his legacy. He wanted to grow and do that. But I pictured Travis Clark sitting between Jeff and Dave at the American World going, I want to be one of these guys someday. Oh, That's you what know, it was. Jeff, you know, when Jeff Staney, uh, when he sponsored me, and I remember I remember going up there doing my first deal and talking with him. It was a handshake down there in his restaurant and just touring those restaurants. I remember thinking, holy crap. I mean, you just seen it, and it's like, that's insane. You know, yeah. I, I go to restaurants that have one little smoker. This guy's got seven of them in a the room, and you're thinking, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. What's your favorite? You know, and I remember that bar, you know, of, of how it should be. I remember eating at a famous Dave's before I ever got into competition. We, I, if I, out of eating at a restaurant, barbecue-wise, I ate at more famous Dave's than we ever did. Anytime yeah. we went and watched my, my brother-in-law or somebody play, we always ate at a famous Dave's in Manhattan or Kansas City. We always hit them. What's, and, I mean, your, favorite, you never, what's your favorite never uh, sandwich from Joe's? 
Oh, man. So there's one that's not on the menu. It's, it's how it should be. I'm going to get them talked into putting on there. It's a Z-Man, but mm-hmm. I don't do just one meat, man. Oh, I put okay. them all on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do the brisket on it, the chicken, the sausage on there, pork. I mean, I stack that thing up. It's a monster. I've been trying to get him to put that on there maybe call it the Z-Man, but he won't. So. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, let's back out of barbecue just a little bit. Um, we've went from your whole timeline. I think that was all real good. Tell us about Travis Clark as far as an inspiring cook. You've catered, you you're opening up a restaurant. Hopefully someday you can go into a franchise. Um, but what is your favorite food outside of barbecue? What do you like eating? Pizza and steak. Pizza and steak. You know, pizza's becoming yeah. quite popular with all this. What's your favorite I, I kind love, of steak? Uh, I'm a I'm a KC strip guy. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm not the ribeye. I'm, I'm a KC strip. You, you. That's my that's my go to. I I love a good ribeye. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the KC strip will take them all day long. Love them. Do you like a medium, well, rare? I'm a, I'm a medium rare, medium, medium rare. rare kind of guy. I love them. You know, it's my uh, it's my favorite. Are you a baked potato guy? You know, you know I, I I used to be a lot more of a baked potato guy than what I am now. I'm, I'm, lately, I've been a salad guy. That's uh, doesn't really go with my figure, but I'm a salad eating machine. But uh, <laughs> I like me a baked potato with them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the past podcast, but I I'm going to inject you with a truth serum. Okay. You. Right. Okay. You're in. All right. You, you, you know me. I, I pretty much shoot you the truth no matter what. I <laughs> so I could have saved my syringe full of serum? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you could have. What's your favorite type of a movie? Um, you like scary movies, um, an action no. thriller, a love drama, or are you a no, superhero I, type? Yeah, I'm a comedy. Love oh, comedies. Okay. You know, yeah. but that being said, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. That's not a comedy. Okay. So. You know, I'll get into that. Scary movies, though, they were any movie, that ain't it. I don't do scary movies, man. They give me nightmares. <laughs> what was the last one you seen in the movie house? Uh, the last movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, last night, me and Koopa went to movies last night. Me and oh. him went and watched Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> okay. We, we, took, we took the Challenger and left the parking lot squealing tires, and his mom can track on his phone, like, uh, how fast he got it. Oh, man, we got in trouble. all right you're still in the movies if you could choose one not for anybody else but just for travis clark would you choose milk duds popcorn junior mints those hot tamales what do you get popcorn popcorn butter oh yeah oh yeah you got butter well that's great all right well travis that's about all i got um let me ask you one last question um, yeah. come, come from the heart on this. If you could tell, or an inspiring cook that wanted to get into, let's say, kind of follow the path you did go from cooking into a possible restaurant, a brick and mortar. Um, what would you tell them? How, how would you ask them or tell them to follow the dream? What would they do? If they wanted to get into competition, I would tell them, ask a lot of questions. And listen to when, when great cooks want to have something to say. I, I did so much research from things that you said or you'd have on a video or Cosmo or anybody. I mean, I researched like there was no, just listen to these guys. They'll all give you pointers. You know, you just got to listen. Just got to listen. Pick it out. Don't be afraid to ask questions because all of them, 
all these guys that are that are successful, almost all of them are willing to help you. We all want it to be a better sport. Asset. Now, the restaurant, if someone's wanting to get into that, I would say think about it really hard and understand the commitment that it takes. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on the competition trail, but I'm telling you, I'm at this restaurant from 7 a.m. till midnight every single night, seven days a week, just trying to make it right. You know, and I mean, they really have to understand what it takes, depending on the level you want to go. You know, that's it, it's a bigger commitment than most think. And, and that's the other thing we didn't talk about in competition. That's a huge lifelong commitment if you really want to do it. you got to have a support staff. And, and I mean, that, that comes from the home, you know, wife and kids. It takes a lot. You, you know what I'm talking about. It takes way more than just Travis Clark out there competing to, to do it at the level I do it. Well, you've hired the general managers to run the restaurant. You've got the family. That's, that's your support team back there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's just, it takes it, it takes an army to do what we do week in and week out, you know, and I'm that guy that wants to, I cook all my food solo when I compete, but it, but it takes the whole crew to get me, to get me their point A to point B. Yep. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Well, all right, yeah. Travis, I greatly appreciate you coming on. I knew this would be a different type podcast than what you've been used to, or you've been doing. I like it. Um, tell the folks a little bit about where they can find you and locate you. You know, so our restaurant's going to be 3510 Northwest Expressway here in Oklahoma city, right in the middle of it. Um, we're on all the normal, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Clark crew barbecue, you can look it up on there. We're pretty much on all those. Our website's clarkcrewbarbecue.com. You know, we can find us about anywhere. All right. One quick, I did forget this and I was just in my head going through your, uh, your, 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 uh, yeah, it is. It's really, really hard. (laughs) Define what five X means to you. You know what? So everybody used to think that was like uh, my kids. You know, we got five kids. I only got four. That five XL. That's the shirt size I wore. <laughs> Sometimes it's that's that simple. Story. Yeah, it's that simple. You know, everyone's like, "How'd you come up with your name?" I've had people tell me that they've named their team names because they liked uh, how mine sounded. Man, it was pretty simple. I always said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're going somewhere. We're bringing the whole crew." That's before <laughs> barbecue. Yeah, we'll take the whole crew. Well, whole crew's going that weekend. I wanted to get in the barbecue. Clark crew. Pretty there simple. you go. There you go. Travis, I appreciate your time very much. And that should do it for this podcast. I want to tell everybody we appreciate the time that Travis has put into barbecue to help um, further his own knowledge and to bring it to the rest of us now. Um, everybody go visit the Clark Clue Barbecue Clark Crew Barbecue in Oklahoma City. And as always, tell everybody to like like this, subscribe to it, give us a rating, and we appreciate you. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.